Welcome to The Climb. It's a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. C-L-I-M-B stands for creating leverage in the music business. That's called an acronym. Learn it. Love it. Let me introduce you to my co-host and good friend, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabellum, Joe Nichols, and more. But that's not all he does. He helps songwriters like you turn pro by teaching the art, the craft, and the business of songwriting. You can find Brent at manversusrow.com. That's manvsrow.com. Or the newly rebranded songwritingpro.com. Two, two, same, same store, different storefronts. Cause he's so cool, he got to have two doors to come in. There you go. And I'd like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. It's an innovative artist development company. They help you find your sound, and they help you find your audience. Not only do they develop and improve your artistry, they also grow and monetize your fan base, creating cash flow. Get the cash flow, yeah. Daredevil has worked with Captain America and Thor and – wait, oh, other Daredevil. Uh, Daredevil. Daredevil. (laughs) Different, Different Daredevil. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S. Why no S? Because there is only one Johnny D. Well, thank you, sir. How you doing, my good friend? Man, I'm doing all right. You know, the, the leaves are thinking about changing color, and it's starting to get a little little nip in the air. Yeah. It's getting a little cool. It's it's football season. It's football, it's football season. season. Oh, I know. I love it. I'm a huge yes. Packer fan. Like, <laughs> I, I, cheese. Nothing. Listen, there's nothing I like better than sitting down in front of the TV with a block of cheese the size of a car battery and a cocktail <laughs> and watching the Packers beat somebody up. I love it. <laughs> there you go. As you, as you beat up your insides. All right. Well, I'm I'm a Razorback fan, so I'm I'm on the Razorback roller coaster and and the Arkansas State Red Wolves bandwagon and and i'm just i'm spending way too much time in front of the tv and on sports websites these days but you know hey but i figure i might as well channel that make it worthwhile redeem it and bring it in here to the podcast so that's actually what we're going to talk about a little bit today is songwriting and football interesting yes well that's that's the goal we hope so for a certain <laughs> segment <laughs> i can't wait to see what you've concocted my good audience. sir <laughs> right so, yeah, actually, I think there are some parallels. Um, well, I used to play football. Johnny, did you ever play football? I did not play football. I was, however, um, six foot two my freshman year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my seventh and eighth grade, like every three months, I grew out of a pair of shoes. It was like freaking Frankenstein or something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my, my next door neighbor was actually the football coach and just wanted me to be on the team so bad because I was just bigger than everybody else. And uh, I, you know what? People get hurt out there. I love telling other people to hurt other people, but I don't want to be the one doing it. So, um, no, I never play football. <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I, I did play. I played uh, junior high and high school. Loved it. I was actually, I was most of my time as an offensive lineman, oh, wow. which, uh, you know, if, if you see me, you, you are surprised by that. Yeah. But, uh, I, I peg you for a receiver. 
Exactly. Until you see me running, trying to catch something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was a little bit bigger back then, more muscle. So you hold out uh, your hands to catch the ball and it hits you in the head. And then they're like, you know what? Uh, we should move you to the front line. <laughs> best, best chances for the ball to stick in my face mask yeah. and uh, and not just run down the field with it. But uh, yeah, so I was better at, uh, at moving people than I was at, at catching footballs. But uh and really, thankfully, these days, I'm a whole lot better at catching song ideas than I am at catching footballs. I would say so, so sir. Which is the, the ultra-smooth route-running segue that I just dropped on you about Beautiful. today's topic. Beautiful. Yes. I love it. <laughs> that's right. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about if football—well, sorry. If inspiration is the quarterback, then the songwriter is a receiver. Okay. There you go. So inspiration is a quarterback. We're going to be the receiver. So, you know, like any good receiver, you know, we, the songwriter, we want to catch the deep ball, the, make the, you know, the great idea that's like a 50-yard touchdown pass. But like receivers, we can't make the quarterback throw us the ball. Sure. Sport, right? So there are some things we can do to make it, you know, a little more likely that inspiration will actually throw us the deep ball. Okay. We can kind of Stack the deck in our favor. Stack the deck in our favor. Woo the muse, uh, whatever you want to call it. Some things we can do to make it a little more likely that that great idea is going to come our way. And so that's what we want to talk about today. I love it. I love it. Okay, so um, go on. We got four downs here. Four downs. downs. Oh, that's so clever how you did that. You're so smart. Oh, that was just right (laughs) off the cuff there. All right, first down. (laughs) <laughs> you, you, I'm ready to go watch some football. You got to get on the field, all right? You got to show up with your pads and your helmet on. You got to lace up your cleats. Nobody ever caught a touchdown pass in the locker room, all right? You got you got to get in the game, all right? You got to pick up the guitar or the pen or the laptop or whatever it is and get on the field. You got to show up. Yeah. That's for one. That's, I mean, inspiration may strike when you're in the checkout line at the grocery store, but not consistently not enough you got to get in the game yeah man i mean that's that isn't that the part of the the biggest piece of the pie of the recipe for success too is you know show up show up you've got to show up you know wishing isn't working wanting isn't working dreaming isn't working we all wish and we all want and we all dream but working you got to show up to get it done and that's where that's where you're going to take your licks that's where you're going to you're going to lose a couple you're going to learn you're going to win a couple you're going to learn you know, exactly. I mean, I have I've taught whole courses on, you know, workshops on finding more song ideas and so much. of, And not one single technique I teach in that class is hope. Yeah. <laughs> you know, go about your day and inspiration to show up. You know, that's that's not in the course materials. What is is, is how to get you on the field, how to show up, how to strap up and get on the playing field. You know, you got to show up and and get prepared to to work and to win. So number one is get on the field. So get get pick up the guitar, pick up the pen, pick, get fire up the laptop, whatever whatever your your tools are, your equipment, turn them on and you got to show up. So simple as that. First down, show up, get on the field. All right. Second down. You got to run reliable routes. Okay? So you know you're not going to get the ball thrown to you on every play. Some days you sit down and the brilliant idea just isn't there. It's just not there every time. Some days you get no ideas. Some days you get mediocre ideas. Most of the time you get all right ideas. And it's rare to get that brilliant idea. But every time you got to run the route like you're going to get the ball. Like that idea is going to be there. Yeah. You know, I, I, some of the techniques I use when I'm 
you know, to get the machinery up and running to get on the field and to hopefully, you know, catch one of those good ideas. I don't know if the ball's coming to me, mm-hmm. but I got to, I got to show up like it is. Yeah. I got to show up like, cause today might be that day. I get that Monday morning church idea or the, or, <laughs> you know, exactly. So I got to show up like that might be there. And I know most of the time it's not going to be there, but I don't know what time it is going to be there. So every time I want to run, run my routes, get set up, get in the mindset, because today might be that day they may call my number and I might be the third option, you know, but the other two guys are covered and they mute the muse throws me the ball because Craig Wiseman, I don't know, was at the swimming pool today or something, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So I I, I got a question for you, man. This is, um, I mean, you're talking about execution here, essentially. Like these are, these are four downs. These are four different, um, uh, uh, tools, techniques that you use to, to successfully execute, um, and, and to be prepared for the muse when it, when it comes. Uh, but I know that sometimes, like, you walk into a room with, you know, you you got some ideas that you've gotten before. And I'm wondering, how do you honor the muse? Like, you know, Keith Richards woke up in the middle of the night and recorded the Satisfaction guitar riff and then mm-hmm. went back to sleep, woke up, forgot, forget about forgetting, like, rem- thinking when the muse comes, oh, I'll remember that tomorrow, and you do it. He actually did what he was supposed to do, and he, what I called, he honored the muse, went mm-hmm. back to sleep, and then forgot he even freaking recorded it. Like, I, now, it's Keith, <laughs> I mean, you know, who knows what right. state of mind he was in, but he, he presses plays like, wow. So, are there things when you know, no matter what you're doing, that you've just got to drop everything and do something to make sure you capture that little lyrical hook or, or something like that. Like what do you do to honor the muse? Yeah. I mean, I, in the truck, I always have pen and paper handy. You know, I have Evernote on my phone. I have voice recorder on the phone that I usually have something with me. I can record a couple words, write a text to myself or something Mm -hmm. and always try to try to honor that. Because right then I may not know if it's great or not. Write them all down, sort them out later is usually you know how I handle it. Because it's great when it when they that stuff hits you when you're in the middle of your writing mode, and so you can chase it right then. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it doesn't happen that way. I mean, a lot of times it does, I guess. But you know, sometimes yeah, it does hit you in the grocery line or whatever. And that's when you get off the phone, you type yourself a little memo, you know, in Evernote or on your phone or write it down in the truck. That mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So yeah, I just try to be mindful and be prepared. Okay. You know, to capture that stuff when it happens. And sure. so thankfully these days with people's phones, you, you pretty much always have a recording device with you, which is great. So there's really no excuses for so, not being prepared. I got one more question too. So about mm-hmm. run reliable routes, run number two, run reliable routes. So in football, oftentimes we get we get hostile towards the quarterback when he throws the ball and it's an interception or when he throws the ball and there's mm-hmm. nobody there. But oftentimes, mm-hmm. even though that goes on the quarterback's record as an incomplete pass, which right. sucks, it's because right. the receiver ran the wrong route. Like he, right. he, he went the wrong way. He was supposed to go out. Instead, he went in. And so the ball went out because it's a timing thing. And, right. and, and the ball has to leave the hands of the quarterback before the guy is there in position to do it. Like, exactly. So he just runs down, turns to the left opens his hands and the ball should be right there and he's got to catch it. Like that's exactly. how fast and it's lickety split like that. So mm-hmm. my question is, cause I, and I'll give it just a quick sort of, uh, 
like base to work on foundation. I, I watched this incredible video that you can't see anymore on YouTube for whatever reason, but it was John Cleese talking about being creative and that creative mm-hmm. is a state of mind, right? And it's, yes. a, and it's a work ethic. Mm-hmm. And um, that there are moments that you have to set aside to be specifically be creative. Mm-hmm. And he talked specifically about an interaction. This, it seemed like, uh, my, if my memory serves me, serves me correctly, this is a regular interaction between him and another like troop from the Monty Python from- group there. And mm-hmm. how the other guy was always interested in just getting the job done. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we have this line right now. Let's move on. And right. John Cleese would be like, I would always be like, no, we've got this amount of time. Let's not just do it and get it done. Let's keep going. And so likening that to like running a reliable route. If it's a deep route, you know, and you turn too early, you're not going to get it. But if it's a deep right. route and you just run and gun and you, you go down there and just keep running until it comes down, it mm-hmm. takes a little bit more time to develop, doesn't it? A football it player does. like that. And right. so, um, I mean, I hope this isn't too distant of a correlation, but I mean, I feel like, <laughs> y- you know, like like even when it comes to creating subject lines for emails for me or, or a, mm-hmm. a title for a blog, um, what I'll write 25 you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the first ten or fifteen are going to be the easiest ones that right. are going to come, and then you got to really think about it. And so, running a reliable route is that. Would you also say that that is, you know, it, it, like keep even though even though you've got a route, it like keep going, like because we can make it better, we can improve it. Yeah, I think that's part of it, and I think it's it's being where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. So it it relates a lot to get on the field, and you know, we all have steps that maybe get us into that creative state of mind Mm -hmm. do that do that consistently be present you know when you're when you're supposed to be there actually be there right uh which is a lot about the third point too but yeah it's it means you show up to your writer's room in a consistent on a consistent basis okay you know so to me it's it's about whether it's you know strapping up the on the guitar and, and making sure you're in tune and you know, you got the ink pen that you like to use, you, you know, all that kind of stuff. You're just you're reliable. You're there. You show up consistently. You know, it's not enough just to get on the field once in a blue moon, get on the field consistently. It, it's really about that, about being reliable. Show up. Keep showing up. If you know what works for you, do that. Keep doing that. Try other things, too. But you want to be professional. Yeah. And and not for nothing, if you're a writer that's just beginning to sort of take this seriously, um, I'll tell you this, the the first couple sessions are going to be just uncomfortable because they're foreign for you. If you're just by yourself Mm -hmm. and you've you've allotted this time to write. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, 
three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. It's going to be weird because you're used to thinking about other things. When I first started working out like in the gym, I mean, the whole time I toured, I never, I never saw the inside of a gym in my life. You know, when mm-hmm. I came off the road, I decided I should get healthy and, and work out. And so in order to get myself in the habit of doing it every single day, I was at the gym. Now, some days I was just running. I was in and out in 25 minutes or 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And some days I was working out. But every single day, I just made a mental mindset for two weeks. Show up for two weeks. Show up. Mm-hmm. If it's for 20 minutes or if it's for an hour and a half, show up so that I'm my butt is there. And all of a sudden, you know, I got into the groove and the sort of mental and biological rhythm of, of being there and working mm-hmm. out. And then it just it seemed more natural at that point. I think that would help, too, with riders, you know, like just just get mm-hmm. there and be and, and, and get used to it. And in a few days, you'll get past all that kind of clutter that goes on in your head. Like, did I leave the stove on? Uh, I should probably write that right. check for so-and-so. I wonder if Allison's going to call me back. I want, you know, <laughs> and you just get into, <laughs> you're able to sort of separate yourself from the rest of the world, turn off that spigot, mm-hmm. and just focus on being creative, you know? Yeah, and, and really, that, that leads wonderfully into the third down, which is work to get open. Work to, and by open, I mean to that headspace where you're open to ideas, wow. right? Mm-hmm. So... You know, if you run your route half-heartedly and let the defenders cover you, they'll either keep inspiration from throwing you a great idea or they'll knock it down before you catch it. You know, this means you don't show up to your writing space and spend half your time on Twitter or thinking about what you need to get at the grocery store. Okay, These distractions are like the defense. They'll keep you from being able to catch that great idea. You have to keep your mind open to catching it. So you want to clear out the distractions and you want to work to get in the right headspace. And a lot of times it is work. To get into that creative headspace, it, yeah. it is to get open. I mean, the defense. Uh, Stephen Pressfield calls it the resistance Ooh. in his great book, The War of Art. Yeah, and you you got to work. The resistance is is there, and it wants to eat your lunch, <laughs> you know. And you have to work to get to get open where the music can get through that. Yeah, and so you know, it's it's knowing. Okay, if I keep checking my email, I don't get any ideas. I've been. I've been sitting around for 30 minutes. No, you've been on email for 25 of them. And the other five minutes you were thinking about email. Yeah. <laughs> that's not working to get open. That's right. That's a good point. And by the way, that's distracting if you're in a situation that's not solo. If you're in a group, right, a co-write, um, you're, you, you, because believe me, their, their resistance is working against them too. And they're mm-hmm. trying everything that they can to get into the headspace. And if you're out there, Man, sometimes that's all they need, right? It's like, oh, you're gonna be. Right. I'll check my email too, you know. And then we're oh, yeah. we're accomplishing a whole lot of nothing. Everybody's got right, their emails yeah. checked. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, yeah, well, I've had co-writes before. We we've, we've said to each other, bounce, you know, because you end up with like two or three laptops all facing each other, like battleship, you know, like that game battleship, you yeah, know. Yeah. And uh, seen it a million times. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. And every once in a while, we just go, 
laptop check. And you got to turn it around like, oh, see, okay, I'm not an email. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Good. Oh, there you go. Keeping everybody honest. in check. Like, okay, because it's so easy. You're right there and, you, you know, like, let's click on over and I'm online. You know, so there have been times where I'm writing and it's maybe at a new new place where my laptop doesn't already know the Wi-Fi. And mm-hmm. like, hey, you want the Wi-Fi? Nope. Yep. <laughs> Nope, no, no, I don't. Yep. Don't need. No, I don't need it. that to type. <laughs> I need. I just need my word. My word document, and I need my Garage Band. I'm good. I if I got to check it, I got my phone. But that's a lot more obvious to pick that up. It's not as tempting. You know, I put that to the side. I love. So it. yeah, got to work to get open. Keep those distractions out. Right on. Yep. Number you ready four. for fourth down. Yeah. Fourth down. All right. Catch the short passes just like the long passes. All right. So not every pass, not every song idea is supposed to be a touchdown. It's just not built to be one. It may be a short little out route, a little something in the flats. But just because all inspiration has been thrown to you lately are the short passes, it's still your job to catch them with good technique and run like crazy. Okay. So like the short pass might be, you know, oh, it's a, you know, it's an idea. I'm not sure. I'm not 100% on that. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. All right. Or maybe like, oh, it's a co-write with somebody who maybe hasn't had a hit. They're not a quote unquote pro. So I'm not sure if, it, you know, that kind of thing. But it's still your job. Take every one of those and treat it like it's, you know, fourth down, 20 yard touchdown pass coming to you. Yeah. Right. Like know, it's going to be a hit. Yeah. And, exactly. And put everything you can. You know, I, I've mentioned this story before, but it bears repeating. When I first came to town, my buddy, John Prestia said, uh, you know, hey, I know you're going to Nashville and I know you don't have any friends up there. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know anybody. And he's like, I want you to, I got a good friend up there. He's a hit songwriter. I'm going to give, I'm going to give you his number. I'm going to tell him that you're coming and, uh, and go and meet him, you know, and he'll get you mm-hmm. plugged in. I was like, okay. So I went up there and it was Kim Tribble. That's oh, what I yeah. met. And sweetest man in the face of the planet. Yeah, we, he's cool. We hung out all day, but I remember being blown away because I was the kind of writer that, you know, I I wasn't I was writing for my band, so I was always writing with my band or by myself for the band, mm-hmm. and I I wasn't in a situation like that you're in with a bunch of different people who are really good at just writing or whatever. We're just doing mm-hmm. our thing, but uh, he, Kim was like, man, uh, you know, I write twelve songs a week. <laughs> yeah, you know, seriously, he goes, I write twelve songs a week, and he goes, and and most of them are crap. You know, mm-hmm. he just came, he just admitted that. I couldn't believe he was admitted that. Like, dude, you've got like a bunch of number ones, you know? And he's yeah. like, yeah, but I mean, that's, I got to write a bunch of crappy ones to get to the good one. But he's always exercising and flexing that muscle, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's always, he's always catching those short passes. And, and sometimes, yeah. I mean, if you think about it in football terms, man, you know, you go through three, four games, you know, mm-hmm. four, four to five passes per game that you receive as a receiver. And uh, it's all, you know, five yards here, eight yards there, five yards mm-hmm. here, eight yards there, five yards here, bomb, boom, glory, you know, like there right. it is, and, and you write that going. So same kind of the idea is like, but get in there and do it, right? Yeah, and, and I've written with Kim, and he writes hard. He's he's working, you know, and he's he's getting on the field yeah, consistently. He's running reliable routes. He's running his routes. He's, he's doing his thing. He's getting that idea, and he's putting it through its paces. And he's he's working to get open. You know, he's working to get enough ideas to write twelve songs a week, and to get that. And then he's working on those short passes, just like the long ones. You know, he works hard on the the songs that ended up that he calls crap, which I guarantee his crappy songs are better than most people's best. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's a relative term. But and the thing about you know 
he shows up every day and you can't just lollygag. Yeah, I said lollygag. <laughs> you know, every day in practice and then through three quarters of the game and then think, you know, fourth quarter, I'm just going to turn it on and be be a superstar because it doesn't work that way. You know, you play like you practice. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, yeah. and the other thing is, you know, you catch the short passes with just as much concentration, focus, and precision as you do that, like the Hail Marys. Okay, so a short pass might be, like I said, a co-write with someone that didn't a pro or whatever, but you you try to treat every opportunity like it's the game winner, mm-hmm. you know. And, and that way, when inspiration throws you, the touchdown bomb, all you have to do with it is the same thing you've done with every other idea. You don't have to do anything different. Yeah. It just happens this time, I'm 20 more yards down the field or whatever. I don't have to freak out and maybe drop it, take my eye off the ball, looking at the end zone or tripping over my feet or what. No, it's just I catch passes. I run my routes. I catch passes. This is what I do. Yeah. Just because the game's on the line, it's fourth down with a minute left. I just catch passes. This is what I do. You know, so you you want to treat every pass like the game is on the line and, I mean, and take I, everyone seriously. That way, when it is, it just it's another pass. I can't think of anybody that I know, and I know a lot of songwriters, a lot of artists who wrote one song in their life and it was a number one hit and that was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they wrote a lot of songs, man. Right. You know, exactly. you got to show up a lot. Like, I mean, it's like I've heard interviews with John Lennon. I can't remember if it was John Lennon or Paul McCartney, but they're like, yeah, you know, we, we, you know, Paul and I got together in the first 50 songs or so we wrote were total shite. You know, right. <laughs> like, they were terrible. And and then we mm-hmm. kind of figured it out, you know, and, and right. then we kind of figured out what we wanted to do. Because, you know, something else that I want to add to this, because this is a this is great information right here. But you also start to find your voice through this. You know, you start oh, to yeah. find your style through this. A guitar player, a, a, a vocalist, like when you have some sort of fingerprint that you want to put on some kind of piece of art, the only way you're going to do that is by really doing it over and over and over again. Because it's sometimes you get bored or it certain things things don't agree with you and so you stay away from that and you go over to this and then you become really really good at that one thing that one niche you know mm-hmm. and then guess what now you're even more powerful than you were before when when you were trying to be all things to all people you know mm-hmm. yeah, you and find you, your style and you find that yeah through repetition through showing up getting on the field yeah yeah and you find where kind of where you fit in um and, and another reason, just to wrap this fourth down up, is you know catching the short passes with just as much professionalism as as the long ones is you never know when you just might break a few tackles, <laughs> you know. And that so-called short pass might just make a sports center highlight, like he's rumbling, he's stumbling, he could go all the way. You just never know. You <laughs> That's know, right. there are people that you know have been interviewed about you know, songs that went you know top ten or became number one hits. They're like, did you know when you wrote it? You're like, nope. I thought it was good. Yeah. You know, but I got a lot of good songs. Most of them aren't hits. That's a good you know? point. I mean, I, so, that's a really good point. Like, yeah, wait, just they, because you don't like it, just because it's... And, and it might be something like that day that's affecting you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's affecting... And, and by the way, that's the day you're creating, right? So that's the most important day, because that's the day you got to finish right. the song. But, I mean, I, I remember this, like, quick little side note. Like, when I was on the road, our drummer, J-Mo, who's... who's Phenomenal. Okay, like he's be, he's played behind Eric Clapton. He's played behind the Allman Brothers. He's played behind Greg Allman's solo band. He's played with um, 
with Grace Potter. I mean, like he's a monster. And t- you talk mm-hmm. about meter, he's like a freaking time machine. Like he's like like a <laughs> yeah. like what do they call that an atomic clock. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. that didn't stop me. I grew up with JMO. That didn't stop me from every single day turning around going, "You're playing it slow." And he would just look at me and point down <laughs> at like this this blinking LED that he had that set the pace. So he would he would right. set the the, the the meter the, the uh-huh. you know the beats per minute to that and that's what he would play to and yeah. uh, and so he's like no but I felt this I felt one way I felt like we were going too slow and the next day I thought we were playing it too fast just because it was what was going on with my life you know right, so just yeah. get through that be consistent get it done and then you never know you know it might be your C list song and somebody else is gonna be like no nope, that's the one we want right there because right. that's perfect for so and so. You're like, I thought it was stupid. They're like, yeah, that what's made it a hit. <laughs> it might even be one of those. I thought it was kind of dumb. Yeah, well, like, you know, John Mellencamp didn't like Jack and Diane. Really? Yeah, I yeah, heard that. He didn't like it. And, uh, well, guess what? You know? It turned out to be a huge one. Yeah. Huge. So I'm glad he showed up, got open, ran with it. You know, you and I'm sure, uh, what is it, Jamie Johnson and whoever wrote Honky Donk, Padonka Donk weren't sitting around going, this is going to change the world. You know? Right, <laughs> and, yeah. An even bigger version of that is Cynthia Wheel and Barry Mann, who wrote uh, You Lost That Love and Feeling. Oh. Uh, said, she, she, she wrote the words and she was complaining because when she sent it to, um, what's his face, with the gun, uh, the producer... Oh, uh, Phil Spector? Phil Spector, who produced that. And she sent it to him, and he played it over the phone, and she's like, look, we can change it. I mean, we're not going to change the world with any song that has whoa, whoa, whoa in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and Phil's like, no, no, it's it's perfect, man. We're going to we're gonna run with this right here. Like, he knew. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I, I believe that, I don't know that there's any song that's been played more than that, and if there is, it's only one song, and that's probably Yesterday by the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, that's ultimate classic. So that's awesome. But, you know, the point is, you know, when you're looking to get yourself open to get those song ideas, you just want to play like a champion on every play. You want to write like a champion on every song because you just never know when you, like I said, you may break a couple tackles. And besides when the the touchdown comes, you know, it's your turn to catch that ball. You'll have done. You'll put in the reps. You'll put in the hours. You'll know what to do with it, and you'll be prepared for you'll it. Be much more. You know, it's called creating your own luck. I love that. Exactly. Harder so, I work, um, the luckier I get. So, with that, brother, um, we've got a little update from you on 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 the adoption here. Like, what's what's been going on with that? Yeah, yeah. If y'all followed us here on the podcast or over at my blog at songwritingpro.com, you know about Adoption August we had back in August, where every every penny that we made off the um, that you guys spent at the Songwriting Pro store through you know ebooks, courses, that kind of stuff. Uh, all that money went is going directly to fund our adoption. We're bringing over two boys from China, Ren and Quill. So we're excited about that. But <laughs> that mess is expensive. So, uh, but thanks to y'all in August, uh, we raised twenty one hundred bucks, basically two thousand one hundred two dollars and seventy seven cents after we took out the store fees that we you know. Um, but thank you guys so much for that. I mean, that's a, that's a nice chunk. And uh, I've already moved the money over to the adoption account. So it's beefing that up. And it's all going to go toward uh, bringing those boys home. So thank you very much. And uh, on a related note, time is, you know, adoption August might be over. But uh, you know what? 
how about Orphan Care October? <laughs> just, you know, we still we got, still got a still lot. Got, we still, still got, got some bills go. coming. We got some bills coming. Some airline tickets to buy, uh, all that kind of stuff. So if you do want to go check out the store, uh, check out some stuff that's going to help you on your songwriting journey. Uh, seriously, you know, all that money it is basically going to uh, either our groceries here at the house or it's going to you know bring those boys home. So if you just need an extra little push to go do that. There's your reason. Awesome. Well, that's great. And you're getting some great information for me, and that's all there is to it. Um, and, and in order to uh, and in order to improve, you, you've really got to you got to get some more input. You know, we're only we're only as good as the input that we receive, whatever that is. So, mm-hmm. the more input we get, um, the, the smarter you're going to be, the better songwriter you're going to be. So, do it for yourself and help out a couple Chinese little boys to get some really good parents, man. So, thank you much. There you go. Well, that brings us to the end of another Climb episode. We just want you to win, guys. We want you to improve. We, we think that this is the best time to be in the music industry. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.